Welcome to another episode of Bucks and Six, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, brought to you by Fans First Sports Network. My name is Stephen Dorf, and alongside me, as always, is my co-host Hershey Winkleman. Check us out on social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Bucks and Six FFSN, and then you can find this and all of our other podcasts on either Apple or Spotify. So be sure to check those out. Uh, Hirsch, in what was supposed to be, you know, an electric homecoming game for Dame uh, back in Portland. Bucks lose a heartbreaker, one nineteen to one sixteen. A game that you know both of both of us thought that we should have blown them out. You know, one convincingly. Uh, however, that was not the case. It was a tight game throughout, and um, I mean, you know, I I was really frustrated all night. I was texting you, but yeah, what were your thoughts on tonight's game? Yeah, it was a pretty brutal loss. Um, definitely not as bad as the other night against Denver. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely pretty brutal. Uh, the bench play tonight was absolutely horrific. Uh, every single player is in the negative plus minus again. So we're definitely going to have to make an upgrade at least some, at some point, or he's, or they're going to have to fix the rotation, Steve, which I know is something that you want to talk about as well. Um, we saw no Marjan and no Andre again. Um, and I know Doc Rivers in his press conference said he wants to use at least one of those guys. Uh, we have not seen them so far in, you know, the first two games of the Doc Rivers era, Steve. So just what are your thoughts overall on kind of the rotations and just kind of how the bench has been playing so far? Well, yeah, I mean, Doc said that he wanted to use one of those two guys. I mean, heck, tonight we could have used A.J. Green. We were horrible from three as a team. I mean, a guy like that could have came in early on uh, and made some shots for us potentially. But, I mean, we ran a, a really short bench tonight. It was a four-man bench. Uh, similar to what, you know, Joe Prunty was running, but it, it just feels like, you know, he's not, you know, AG took risks with rotations and I know, you know, we're past AG and all that, but it just seems like he was just sticking with the same old thing every time. And even if it wasn't working, he was like, all right, like our talent will outbeat it. But like, that's just what it, I, I don't know, man. I, I was really frustrated to not see like any change. Like you don't, you know, go into the bag of, cause we, again, we were supposed to be this really deep bench this year, Hirsch. With all these electric young guys, I mean, tonight it looked like the young Blazers were running circles around us. We had no, like, like speed to match that. And Fernie Simons was literally able to get around any of our guys with ease as long as he used that second gear, you know? Yeah, it's definitely been a problem, and, you know, we've been talking about it all year. It's just the fact that our perimeter defense, our perimeter defense is atrocious, Steve. Malik Beasley, as much as he tries and he puts in effort, and, yeah, he had a really cool play at the end of the game where he got a steal and stuff. It's just he 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 literally can't guard. I mean, if he can't he can't we, we couldn't guard Scoot Henderson at the beginning of the game, and then Fernie Simons went on his run and we couldn't guard him. Malcolm Brogdon was scoring whenever basically he wanted. Uh, Jeremy Grant was putting up whatever he like. We we literally just couldn't score. We we I mean we I mean we couldn't guard. We couldn't guard these guys at all on the perimeter, and then especially in the paint as well. We got outscored in the paint uh, by ten. And when you have guys like Giannis and Brooke, which is supposed to be a fortress in front of the paint, you 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 shouldn't be getting outscored by a team that literally just has DeAndre Ayton, a guy who's been playing worse than expected this season, Steve. So I just think overall this the, the defense tonight was atrocious. We looked lost. Brooke looked like he couldn't keep up with anything. He looked way too slow out there. And Bobby Portis as well. He he, he can't guard either. So it's like neither of our bigs really at this point are playing in a, in a in an era where it like makes sense to be slow 
And then Bobby Portis can't can't guard anyway. So yeah, defensively, we're stuck, and it seems like it's kind of all on Giannis at this point, which is not fair to him. I mean, yeah, this this defense, the, the team's defense just isn't there. I mean, like you know, you mentioned Malik Beasley. We've talked a lot about Malik Beasley all year. I, I don't even want to keep pinning it on this guy anymore. I'm sick of talking about him because. In reality, it's not even his like fault, like fully. Like it, like he can only do so much. He's a sharpshooter. He was brought in to be a sharpshooter initially. We make the big trade, and now his role is to be this defensive stopper, something he's never ever done before in his career. And then you know, alongside him, you put Damian Lillard, who is a you know a career bad defender, and Chris Middleton, who at this point is not the same defender that he used to be. It just isn't a winning formula. And then yeah, I mean, Brook Lopez like. It just like at times, yeah, he's too slow to, you know, do, I mean, he's good in the paint, but at times, like if he drops too far up or comes too far up rather in the drop coverage, he gets beat back door and he can't recover because he's too slow. There, there are a lot of issues defensively. Um, and you know, I don't want to keep bringing this up, but I don't necessarily think that this was Adrian Griffin's fault entirely. Like you brought in Doc Rivers and I know it's two games in, but this is a, a really bad team, a team with 13 or now 14 wins after tonight. A team that, you know, you would expect us to be killing or at least like, like win. Like we, we didn't even win. And the execution down the stretch, I thought was horrendous. Yeah, especially that Brooke Lopez three that he took with a wide open Damian Lillard right next to him, uh, especially off the dribble, Steve. I, I thought, you know, just taking that shot personally, uh, that made me really angry as a Bucks fan to watch. Yeah, I mean, not even just that, like poor shot selection, horrible turnovers, lazy passing. Uh, there were a couple like entry passes Dame had that were that just got picked off easily because he was just lobbing it in into double coverage. Like what like I, I don't know. I, I was just this was a really, really frustrating game to watch. I noticed a lot of isolation and pick and roll only, less like all around ball movement. I don't know. This team is like out of sync right now. And, you know, part of it is that you bring a new coach in midseason, which, you know, I didn't like in the first place. But you know, they, they've got to do something. They've got to figure something out. They've got to figure out some sort of consistency because clearly it's not going to be on the defensive end. It's just not uh, unless they make a trade, which, you know, I guess we're expecting them to do, but time's running out. We have like a week until the deadline, Hirsch. Uh, they, they've got to, you know, get more consistent on offense. They've got to get better chemistry on the pick and roll, you know, specifically Giannis and Dame. Like, you know, Doc Rivers really talked about how he wanted to utilize that pick and roll with Giannis and Dame. I didn't see it that much tonight either. Yeah, I didn't either. And, you know, when when we were talking about those isolation, you know, that that play, I think that contributed a lot to Giannis's six turnovers. I mean, he had six out of our 13. He basically had half of our team's turnovers. Three of those were charging fouls. Um, and I think that has a lot to do with it. When you put the ball in his hand and say, go attack the rim, yeah, a lot of the time he will be successful, but there's just times where he'll just run over people, and that's a turnover. And those those are killers because those are those were points that we needed. Those were possessions we needed to you know capitalize on. And having those turnovers and that isolation ball where it's basically you just get one shot. There's no movement. No one's coming off down screens. Like what happened to pin downs, Steve? What have what happened to pin down screens? Why doesn't anyone set a down screen on Chris Middleton and he runs around it and he's open for three and he catches and shoots? We never see any down screens. We never see any back screens. There's no cutting. Like 
this is just fundamental basketball that we've seen from literally almost every team yet this Bucks team continues to either run isolation or they just do a post entry and try to back somebody down which in this day and age is not really how the league is going I mean yeah I think a lot of that just has to do with you like this team was like you know whether or not you want to say they you know lost the faith in Adrian Griffin or whatever like you fire your coach mid-season dude it's in shambles right now and like they're gonna they have you know a short amount of time to figure it out I think you know part of this you know as I just said like it's you bring in a new coach and you know you have to figure out a whole new chemistry a whole you're implementing a whole new system um yeah I would just like to see it be like less stagnant I mean like okay pick and rolls are cool we want to see that that's like what this team's strength really should be but then you have isolation ball. And like you said, yeah, we're not using Chris and enough off ball movement or an off ball screens and all that stuff. Damian Lillard, I feel like doesn't really do much off ball as like a shooter or a scorer. Uh, I feel like he's always the one initiating. I, I just, I feel like there needs to be more, more creativity in the offense. Yeah, I agree. Hopefully the time coming up uh, during the all-star break gives doc and the coaching staff, at least a little bit of time to, you know, work out some, some sort of coherent offense, uh, where guys are actually moving around the floor and not just standing and watching because this isn't the 2015-2016 Houston Rockets. We don't have a prime James Harden. We have a Giannis, who, who is a great attacker, and we have Dame, who's a great shooter. Those two guys have to complement each other. And playing isolation balls, having three or four guys standing around where one guy sets a screen and the other guy rolls, it's just so easy for defenses to key in on that. Mm -hmm. And then just, you know, one more thing. I just, I feel like we haven't seen Dame put together like a consistent stretch of like all NBA basketball or all NBA guard play for him. He's had games where he's yeah, obviously he's had games where he's dropped 40, 30 points for us, but I feel like we haven't had like a two week stretch of him just lighting it up for us. It's been like great game, mid game, uh, really good game, bad game, solid game, just like nothing consistent. I mean, yeah, and he talked about in his uh, latest interview with Malika Andrews um, on ESPN how, you know, it's it's way different for him um, being in kind of that number two role where, you know, Brooks still has to get his shots. Bobby, like we've seen, is kind of a black hole on offense. He takes a lot of shots. Giannis is obviously has the ball in his hands, and he's going at the rim all the time. Um, so, yeah, Dame, Dame kind of just has to get his shots where he fits in. Hopefully Doc Rivers can, you know, kind of key in on Dame and make him more of a focus on the offense because I think that might be a reason why Dame was so fed up with Adrian Griffin is because of, you know, his usage. Hopefully Doc Rivers is able to fix that and we're able to see more of that, you know, Portland Dame Lillard like we were kind of hoping for. But, I mean, with that being said, he's still an all-star starter this year and I think he still had a great season. But uh, we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back. Uh, preview this upcoming back-to-back -back on the five-game road trip. And we're back on the Bucks and Six podcast. I'm Hershey Winkleman. He's Stephen Dorff. Uh, we're going to preview this upcoming weekend back-to-back. Uh, -back. Uh, one game in Dallas on Saturday. Steve, will start there. Uh, the Mavericks, we beat them the last time we faced off against them, 132-125. to 125. Uh, I don't remember specifically if both of their guards were available and playing that night, but I know at least one of them was because I'm pretty they, sure. They both, yeah, they both were. They both were. They both were. Oh, yeah. yeah so, went nuts on us and like. Yeah, I think that's that's the main narrative at the at this point is that you know Luca is day to day with an ankle sprain. Steve Kyrie's out with a thumb injury. 
Um, but they're still 26 and 22. Uh, they're the eighth seed in the West, Steve. So I think, you know, without Luca and Kyrie, I think we, we should be able to win. Uh, but if, if Luca's there, I mean, the dude dropped 73 points last week. So we, we might have some issues with, uh, the Don. Yeah. I mean, you know, as we've seen all season two, we, we clearly are just incapable of like defending guards, you know, throughout an entire game. Luca is like probably the best like pure offensive guard in the league. Uh, you know, Kyrie obviously not playing is going to be a big plus, but yeah, I mean, if Luca's there, he he's going to cause a lot of problems for us. And just having him is always going to kind of keep that Mavericks team relevant and scary. So um, in theory, like without Kyrie, this should be a game for us where, you know, we should feel confident, although we're on the road, but, you know, considering the circumstances, you know, third game in with our new head coach, back to back first, like significant road trip of our season kind of coming to an end. Um, I don't want to say I'm necessarily feeling confident going into this one, Hirsch. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely scary, especially a team with a guy like Tim Hardaway Jr., who's been on a tear uh, in his last 10 games. He's putting up 23 points per game. He's had multiple 30-plus point games as well. So uh, even a guy like that could absolutely destroy us, especially with our lack of perimeter defense. Um, and even if even, even if Luka's not there, I could see a huge Tim Hardaway Jr., uh, you know, explosion. They also have guys like Derek Lively who can get it done in the paint. Grant Williams can shoot from the outside. Derek Jones Jr. is an athlete. Um, so yeah, the the they got some guys. Um, obviously without Luca and Kyrie, they're two best players. They're you know they're engines of their team. I think we'd have a pretty good shot to win this one. Uh, but you know, with Luca, I think the the probabilities shift a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then just looking at this Jazz game on you know on Sunday. Uh, last time we played them, Hirsch, we got smoked. I think is fair to say. At least in the first half, we were down like thirty something. Uh, looked like we were out of it. We did fight back a little bit in the second, but we lost one thirty two to one sixteen. Uh, it was in our home stadium, so now we're playing them on the road. Um. Back to back, I doubt Chris plays just you know because yet I feel like that's gonna be the theme of the season. I mean we've kind of seen it all year he hasn't played on the back-to-back except that one time where he played like half the game so maybe they do something like that to avoid like fines or whatever but uh at least you know going into this one the jazz aren't as hot as they were you know i think they were on like an eight game win streak when we played them last time so they were playing some of their best basketball of the season they've lost their last two which could mean they're pretty hungry for a win being that they're like 24 25 24 and 25 right now you know, a team looking to make that play in conversation right now, playoff conversation. So again, like this is just like, we need to prove it before I can say I'm confident, especially it being a back-to-back, uh, likely no Chris too. I mean, yeah, we've also lost our last two. So this team better come into the sea, uh, uh, into the weekend hungry for, for wins. But yeah, this jazz team can definitely cause us problems. Obviously, you know, they have guys like Sexton, they have Clarkson, they have uh, Markinen, all of which can you know light it, light it up, and then John Collins as well had uh, gave it gave it gave us the work last time. So, yeah, this this is going to be a, a tough one for us, uh, especially just being a back to back like you mentioned. Obviously, you know having two games and two nights uh, with the travel and stuff like that, both on the road. Um, yeah, I just think you know hopefully we can come out of this two and zero, but 
you know, a, a split is definitely on the board here. I think if we, we lose both of these and it's we go 0-4 in the Doc Rivers era, there, there should be some serious panic. Yeah, I mean, at what point I, got, I was going to ask you next, actually. So right now, after losing to the Blazers, are you concerned a little bit or is this more of just like a we'll have to figure it out, obviously. We're two games in. Uh, they haven't had much time to practice together. You know, still going to have to figure out how they're going to, you know, work with what Doc wants to do. Yeah, I'm going to have to give it some time, obviously. Um, you know, Tyron Lou when they made the big trade early in the season on the Clippers for uh, James Harden, you know, he said, give me 10 games and I'll get this together. They started off really slow and they, you know, brought it back. Uh, you got to give the coach at least, you know, some time. But starting 0-4 and losing these two games to, you know, a Luka and kyrie Mavericks team and then a Jazz team that we got absolutely blown out by last time. Uh, we 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 should at least win one of these games, and if not, I I'm definitely gonna panic, Steve. Yeah, I totally agree. I think one or winning one of these games is very crucial. I think it'll take a lot of stress and just like set a lot of people's minds at ease. Like, all right, like we at least have a win under our belt. We saw it happen with Doc, um, and like yeah, I think again, like playoff time is really really gonna be the big test uh, with this team with Doc Rivers, obviously. Um, but yeah, uh. Just hoping we can really just get one win on the road here to finish up this five game road uh, road stretch for us. As you know, we had to all star break and you know finish the season out with the hardest part of our schedule. And yeah, hopefully you know in the next upcoming week or so, a big move is made with the Bucks and you know getting that perimeter defender that we've been asking for all season. But I think with that, uh, it's going to be it for today's episode of the Bucks and Six podcast. Uh, make sure to leave a like, download, subscribe, and follow us on both Twitter and Instagram at Boxing6FFSN. I'm Hershey Winkleman. He's Steven Dorr. And let's go, Bucks!